just a little bit of everything. People come and ask and then I'd say, wow, that's a great idea. Put it in, build it up and build a clientele for it. And that's how it sort of ended up being so multicultural. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. There are few more enthralling food retail experiences than exploring a delicatessen with an array of small goods, cheeses, condiments and pantry staples from Australia and Europe. There are few that do it better than today's guest. Krista Potter is the owner of Delhi Cravings and Mark Delhi in Canberra. Krista, how are you? Hi, Anthony. Well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's great to get you on the show. You've got two um, of the best delis in Canberra, one in the north, one in the south. Um, how are things going at the moment? <laughs> Thank you. That was a really nice intro. <laughs> um, yeah, things are going well. Um, Mark Deli's um, doing very well. Um, I've just acquired that two years ago and we decided to go in that direction um, as the Bill Connor markets were going through their renovations. Um, it was a little bit of uncertainty there, but um, Bill Connon's sort of almost at the end now. We're getting closer to um, having that all behind us and having a beautiful new shop. Yeah, the, the, well, the Capital Food Market, um, which you're, you've been a part of the Bill Connon Fresh Food Markets and now Capital Food Market is opening very shortly. Um, what's exciting you about the opportunities with that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's going to be a beautiful marketplace. It's going to be busy. It's going to be vibrant. It's going to have choice. Um, it's all under one roof, so there's no the weather's not going to be a problem. Um, car parking underneath. We haven't had car parks for a couple of years. We've been doing it hard where we are in the temporary location. Um, so we just can't wait to have it um, all up and running. Well, running a deli is kind of in your blood, which we're going to get to shortly. But tell us a little bit about the offerings that you have there um, with your delis. Um, okay, so um, deli cravings I've had for 24 years. Um, it's the, the one that I can talk about the most because um, <laughs> it's part of my life. It is my baby. Um we sell a lot of cheeses, sliced meats. It's one of your. It's a traditional European deli. It's not like sandwiches and um, cafes or anything like that. It's just your traditional walk-in, smell the beautiful hams and cured meats, the cheeses, um, and then we do a lot of um, imported foods. So I think we, I've built my business over the years um, – well, obviously from what mum, my mum's taught me, um, which we'll probably get into after, but um, it's also the client, my customers miss what they've asked for. So I have a lot of um, Polish customers, Germans, Russian, um, Croatian, very big Croatian following. Um, I've even started on Brazilian foods as well. So we do a bit of South American, um, just a little bit of everything. People come and ask and then I'd say, wow, that's a great idea. Put it in, build it up and build a clientele for it. And that's how it sort of ended up being so multicultural. Um, yeah, it's just, and it's jam-packed full of everything, really. There is a, so many things to explore in a delicatessen. Is it hard finding these sort of niche products, you know, when people come in looking for them? Yeah, yeah. I have, well, you know, fantastic sales reps and great contacts, especially over the 24 years. Um, 
<clears throat> so when someone's looking for something, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of products that people want to introduce, um, but you can't take them all. Like I'd love to, if I had a shop twice the size, I'd probably put in more lines, but <clears throat> you've got to stop somewhere and draw the line somewhere. But um, so when people ask, often I can find it, I can source it. Um, so I'm always happy to do that. And then I usually find once I source that other people want it. I was like, wow, why didn't I do that years ago? So, so yeah, it was trial and error for a long time. You, met, you mentioned all the incredible uh, European uh, countries that you source product from, um, and they've got a long history with delicatessens and small goods and cheeses. Australia is a younger country, but all of that world is developed incredibly in Australia. Is there some amazing Australian sort of small goods and cheeses in your shops as well? Um, <clears throat> yes, actually. Um, but it's more, well, I'm guessing it's, you know, people have, well, butchers, um, chefs that have got their ideas, brought it to Australia um, or tried to mimic what they do overseas. And, you know, some of the products we make here, like our prosciuttos and our cured meats, Oh, I guess all of our beautiful hams, our leg hams, Barossa Valley. <clears throat> we get a lot of our foods up from um, Adelaide. The hams are incredible. They're smoked Kranskis, they're chorizos, um, cabanas, um, gosh, you know, all their smoked ribs and their smoked hocks for their winter soups. There's just, you know, it's just endless the amount of beautiful foods that are made in Australia are incredible. You mentioned uh, Delhi Cravings has been going 24 years, which is extraordinary, but within your family, it's many, many more, more years. Um, take us back to when you were young. Where did you grow up and what sort of role did food play for you? Okay, well, yeah, I was basically born into it. Well, not quite, but um, my mum is from Germany and my dad was Austrian and... They met in Australia. Mum came to Australia when she was 18 <clears throat> and she came from a family that had a guest house and a little shop, a little um, mini supermarket, a little grocery store. So she sort of learned a little bit of retail there before she came to Australia. She came to live with her um, auntie and uncle and then she met my dad while she was working in Goodlands, which is a deli in um, the city in Canberra. <clears throat> so she's been in Delhi since she was 18, so that was back in... I don't know, the 50s. Um, yeah. Um, so then she went and had children. Um, we were born, my two brothers, older brothers and myself. Um, and my dad was a builder. They, um, we lived in Hughes, grew up there, just a normal family, um, little German family, I guess you would call us. <laughs> um, and um, then we moved, my dad built us a house in Canberra and we just, um, when I was in year 10, we went on a holiday overseas. Um, oh, no, actually before that happened. So when I was 12, my mum, down at the Waniassa shops, just down the road, she saw an opportunity. She thought, you know, there's no deli down there. The supermarket didn't have a deli. It's a brand-new little shopping centre, and she thought it would be perfect. So she opened her first deli, and she called it Ingrid's Deli and Health Foods, <clears throat> and that was in the 70s. Um <clears throat> She kept that for about three years. So when I was, I started working there when I was 13 and loved it. <clears throat> and then she, oh, we decided to, well, my parents went overseas. They took us on a big family holiday. Um, they hadn't been back for 20 years. And we went over there and my dad died suddenly while we were over there. 
Um, and so we came back without him and my we came back to Canberra and obviously went through the terrible times of losing my dad and her husband and a few months later um, an opportunity came up at the, oh gosh, what is it called? Woden Plaza, the farmer's market. There was a deli there for sale and they must have caught wind that my mum was probably looking for something to do and they wanted to sell. So they asked me if I wanted to work there and I was 16 or 17 <clears throat> at the time and so I started working there and I, I would go home and say, Mom, Mum, you wouldn't believe what they're doing. They're not displaying this properly and they're not selling enough of this and they're not cutting this right. <clears throat> and so she was getting very interested and, of course, she ended up buying it. And so that was Vicky Smallgoods and she called it Edelweiss. And Edelweiss, yeah, so that was back in the um, 80s. Um, and then she was there for a few years and um, Belcon and Markets were looking for a deli. Um, <laughs> so she thought, okay, got nothing else to do, um, I'll open a shop there so she opened a shop there I think that was in like 85 um, and then I don't know if anyone that's listening remembers the fires that went through the Belcona market so she only opened her shop in the September and um, a few months later fire went through and burnt her shop down <laughs> so there's been some <laughs> some little hurdles along the way. Some, some extraordinary hurdles. What sort of what positives did you take out of those hurdles as a sort of a young adult, sort of cutting your teeth in delis and you know in the family as well? Oh, I don't know. I think you just take it as it comes. Um, and well, I suppose I learned. Oh, I learned everything from my mum, and I still am learning from my mum. She's in her eighties. She's still my sounding board. But um, you know, to even have a shop that burns down after five months of opening and then to reopen I think is massive so it was I don't know how long she was closed for because I was quite young at the time um yeah and she just keeps powering on so it's like okay that's what you do you just keep going <laughs> so yeah tell us about when you first sort of opened your own store well how did that come about and what was it like for you oh okay so that was in 1999 um so mum had, she ended up selling Woden. She um, liked Belcon and Better. It was only open five days a week. Um, so much easier to have a life and run a business at the same time. Um, so she opted to sell Woden. Um, so I was working for her for forever, um, but I got married and had children. So I disappeared for a few years. And um, Joe's Delicatessen, which was down the other end of the, Bell Corner Markets came up for sale and he, <clears throat> Joe approached mum and said, oh, do you think Krista would be interested in buying my shop? And so she asked me, I said, oh, no, mum, I've got kids. I don't have time for a deli. And she said, and then, you know, like a few weeks later, Krista, you really should do this. If you don't, I will. And I said, well, you can't. I will, babe. <laughs> so we bought it. Mum helped me, helped my husband and I buy it. She funded it. So I had her full support. Um, and that was all good and well. <laughs> and then um, we just exchanged contracts and then I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> We already had four children and our boys were, yeah, we had three boys under the age of eight and then fell pregnant and we're like, what are we going to do? And it's like, okay, well, she's just going to have to fit in. We're going to have to make this work. And it did. 
So she was born in Easter 2000. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the rest is history. Running a small business is challenging enough without throwing that into the mix. What were those first couple of years like for you and how did you get through them? Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, the first week that we opened, so my husband's a builder as well, like my dad. Unfortunately, they never met. He passed away before I met my husband. Um, but we did. We bought the shop. We did a refit, um, bought all secondhand fridges and but did the best we could and I think it looked pretty good. Um, changed the design a bit, made it the way we wanted it to. Um, and I thought, yay, we're going to open the shop and it's going to be busy and I'm so excited. And the first week we took $2,500. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, I just cried. <laughs> like, what have I done? <laughs> but anyway, it was all I feel from there. We couldn't go down. <laughs> couldn't, get, couldn't get any worse. <laughs> How much is the deli... Uh, changed, you know, in the last couple of decades and also the clientele as well in Canberra? Um, well, that's interesting. I thought, you know, as Canberra gets older, you know, we'll lose those customers. But there's people coming to Australia all the time from overseas and they're all looking for these foods and these their foods that they're used to. Um, and, yeah, there's always new customers. It's um, So, really, I don't think it's really changed I think it's just grown. Actually, it's grown and Australians are getting used to eating these beautiful prosciuttos and cured meats and, and these fantastic cheeses from France. And, um, yeah, we're all, we all have that taste for it. It's not just the Europeans. There's so many elements to a delicatessen. How do you create a great deli? What does it take to make a great deli? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done it. <laughs> I hope so. Um, well, I think I think it's listening to your customers. Um, they basically have grown my business. They would ask for something, I'd put it in. Um, trial and error, obviously some things didn't work like I was saying before. Um and just filling it jam-packed, keeping it fresh, um, keeping it looking beautiful, um, getting the products that people want, um, yeah, putting specials out, keep, just keeping it interesting. There's always new recipes. Um, people come in and ask for this and it's like, what is this? You know, I don't know what it is, so I go find it and then that's the new trend and you've got to follow the trends. You've got to be on top of things, on top of your game all the time. As we mentioned at the top of the show, the um, capital food market is just about to open. Um, are you making some changes or additions to deli cravings in the new store? Um, I'm trying to create. I don't have a bigger space. I really wish I had have had twice the size shop, but um, I don't. So, But it's going to have a feel of being crammed full, which is kind of my signature thing. Um but no, not really. I'm just trying to make it flow. I'm trying to fit in as much into a small space as I can. More, I want to display my cheeses, um, a larger display of those, and the, yeah, just the fresh food part of it. The groceries, I'll just cram in however I can. But <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that um, you learned everything from your mum, but you've got so many kids as well. Will they, will they be part of the future as well with the delis? Um, yeah, I was hoping so. But um, <laughs> Jessica, as you said, my daughter, um, she's was I thought she'd be fantastic. She was very good at it, um, but she's gone off to uni to um, be a radiographer, so she's not interested in the deli. Um, yeah, and. Um, so, and my other two boys are 
carpenters or three boys. Um, so um, there is one son left, Sam, and he's in the deli at the moment and has been for the last two years and he's my only hope that he will continue the business. <laughs> so I'm teaching him as much as I can. As a, a deli expert, if you were to grab a basket and walk through deli cravings, you know what, what are some of the key products that you would pick out to take home? Oh, gosh. It's funny that you say that because I – Drives my, I drive myself crazy. I entertain a lot. <laughs> but every time I get a go and shop in my own shop, it's the same things. So it's always a beautiful piece of vintage cheddar, whether it be a barber's or an Australian King Island cheddar. Um, but always have to be something bitey. Then I'll always go for the French Daffemois. It's my ultimate favourite brie. It's like if you want the best brie, Everyone out there, please try it, the French Daffemois. And it comes in a Vacherousse, which is the wash rind style, which is just as good but a little bit stronger in flavour. Then I will always go for mm, not so much a blue, but I'd like to put a blue on my platters but don't. Um, and if I did, I'd go a Tarrigo Shadows of Blue, one of my faves. Um, yeah, yum. And um, those sticky balsamic pearls. They're fantastic to put over the top of your cheese platter. Um, always go for the Italian prosciutto um, and some beautiful salami. Canberra has an incredibly mature um, market culture. They've got the big markets in the north and south and many farmers' markets as well. Why do you think that is and how important is that sort of market to the community? Oh, fresh food markets have choice and all those that fresh food and um, it is so important. It's so community driven, and um, as we found out with Bell Cotton Markets, the fish shops had to close for a couple of months while we're renovating. And you know, customers are just devastated. Where's the fish shop? Where's the fish shop? Um, you know, it's just so important to have these choices of um, fresh food. And yeah, it's incredible. It's going to be a beautiful marketplace. I'm going to have lots of choice. Well, you've um, built an incredible business over many generations and um, have done your mum proud. But what do you love about what you do? Oh, well, oh, gee, I don't know. It's probably the well, it's the business side of things as well. Um, but watching the business grow over the years um, has been um, great. It makes me feel good that I must be doing something right. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to most when the doors open at the new Capital Food Market? Oh, I'm looking forward to having all our customers back, the ones that don't know we've, we're still here but we're not. <laughs> so I can't wait. Can't wait to have them all back. Can't wait to be busy. Can't wait. And that's the other thing, being busy, we can put out fresh food because it's turning over and it's just so good when it's busy for fresh food. Um, yeah, just can't wait to see the community all back. Well, Krista, very much looking forward to seeing um, what you do at the new Capital Food Market and an absolute honour to have you on Deep in the Weeds today to hear just a bit of your story. Um, please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks for having me. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast. 
or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well.